0: Hi John, just wanted to call in to say that I enjoyed your episode on Eldritch Tales. I too, like yourself, found it a very approachable rule set, haven't yet played it, but listening to your uh, experiences of play at the UK Games Expo is really given me an, uh, kind of an itch and a desire to dig it out again and, and see if I could run something. I think it's super flexible. I think it—you kind of—it doesn't even need to be real hardcore Kafulu, like you say. I quite like the idea of the pulpy kind of feel. So um, yeah, thanks for that, man, and uh, good to have you back on the podcasting. That was Colin Green from the Spike Pit there. Thanks very much for your message, Colin. I always enjoy getting those. Yeah, I absolutely love Eldritch Tales. I think it's, as you say, a very flexible system. And you're absolutely right. It could very easily be used for non-Cthulhu-style games. Like you say, it lends itself to a slightly more sort of pulpy feel anyway. So obviously, like, combat traditionally is more a part of OSR games than maybe traditional in some sort of other Cthulhu games but i think the rule system and again a real strength of the osr is that you could take the rule system and you could easily use it in a fantasy setting or a sci-fi setting or whatever granted you'd have to like rejig the skills list and the press the actual um professions a little bit but i don't think that'd be terribly difficult to do so i certainly think it's a a good adaption of the basic OSR system, and one that I hope to use in the future. And hopefully, if you run a few games of it, Colin, if you get it, if you're running it online or at a convention that I'm at, I might even be able to get in the game that you're running of it because I would absolutely love to play in an Eldritch Tales game since I've only run it so far. Thanks again for the message. Hopefully, catch you soon. Hi, this is John and you are listening to the Red Dice Diaries podcast, a rambling journey through the wonderful world of RPGs with me, your host. Okay so last night I was talking to Johannes Pavela who runs a stars without number game on Sundays that I'm playing in it's a very interesting game I've spoken about it before I very much enjoy it in that game I'm playing Catherine O'Brien who started out as sort of like the kaylee of the group she was the, the sort of Pilot, sort of young, enthusiastic mechanic, who has developed herself. So now, like our ship is one of the fastest in the system, and we can spike jump about everywhere, and having great fun doing that. We also, thanks to the the unique Foci option in the game, discovered that my character is actually the sort of secret Cylon of the group. She's some sort of bio genetically engineered android which we've been having a lot of philosophical conversations and good fun with that so i was chatting to johannes about that but another thing that came up was the idea of faction turns in kevin crawford's stars without number now if you're not familiar with that i won't get into exhaustive detail in here because i could do a whole massive episode about that if you're really interested i advise you to go and have a look at the stars without number book and give that a go. But essentially, faction turns are a way of the GM sort of using an abstract system to keep track of what all the various sort of background groups, guilds, governments, uh, planetary fleets, etc., are all doing within the game. And it's sort of like almost like a, a mini game into its own ends, really. Effectively, after each adventure or once per month, or however often they decide, the GM does a faction turn for each of the factions you've set them each a goal so you might have a a planetary government whose goal is to expand and they'll be butting heads with other organizations around them and I thought it was a really nice way of sort of keeping the world living in the background so it doesn't feel just like a, a static number of groups who only really exist when the player characters are actually interacting with them. As is often the case with OSR games, my thoughts quickly turned to how I could adapt this system to use in other games. Particularly, of course, since it's the game that I'm going to be running soon, my Midlands Great London game that's going to be starting early in July. And the way I was thinking about possibly doing this is having... Each of the different wards, the districts of the city, as being like the areas, like the systems, to use stars of that number speak, and having the different groups instead of being like planetary governments and stuff like that, there would be like the guilds and um, the royal court and stuff like that, since. We're trying to do a game where it's set entirely in Greater London. It's going to have more of a bit of an investigative focus rather than. There'll still be some dungeon crawling in, and of course, there will. It's an OSR game. But. That's not going to be the main focus of it, it's going to be more sort of investigative, so I really want the the city to feel like a living city where there's stuff going on in the background. And I think it'll be useful for me as a GM to have that framework there, since it's all very well me deciding that, say, oh there's a, a thieves guild who wants to overthrow the monarchy or whatever, but actually representing that and knowing what stage of their plans they're at when the player characters inevitably bump heads with them can be a little tricky to manage. And I think this idea of faction turns, like after each adventure, I... Do a little faction turn for each of the main organisations, and obviously I won't represent all of them, but just for the main organisations, it'll help me sort of keep in mind what's actually going on in the ever-shifting landscape of the setting. Now, obviously, I'm gonna—it's—it's a pretty generic system. Uh, There are some sci-fi concepts in that, as you would expect, since it comes from Stars Without Number, which is a a sort of sci-fi osr style game so i am going to have to adapt it slightly but a lot of the concepts are quite sort of general so for instance if one of the the factions has an asset which is space marines in stars without number it's not difficult to say that like oh the faction in my midlands game has like heavily armored troops and effectively just use the same mechanic but just reskin it and that's one of the things i do like about these osr games it's very easy to take the mechanic side of things and reskin them to be suitable for your own game. Another game I've also been looking at with this idea in mind is Dark Albion The Rose War by RPG Pundit. That has a noble house management system in it, which is more I say specifically designed for noble houses and to sort of work out what they're doing and how they're butting heads and how the politics are unfolding with that so I think what I'm going to try and do is I'm going to take a look at both of these systems and see if I can sort of streamline them down a little bit and maybe find a, a middle ground between the two of them so I've got a system where I can keep track of the major guilds, uh, government organizations, cults and stuff like that in my uh, greater london middlelands game and i'm hoping that'll enable me to really create this idea that it's a living city and that there's stuff going on in the background as well as give the players stuff they can get involved in and hopefully so just make it a little bit easier on me to track things like that so if you're out there and you you have any ideas for other systems that might help me with this planning or you've got any suggestions for this feel free to contact me at diaries at gmail.com or via all the usual social media or you can leave me a voicemail message on anchor i really do enjoy getting those and i play as many of those as i possibly can and answer any questions that you've had so thank you very much for listening until i see you next time take care and whatever you're playing happy gaming